Let's talk to the president of the Ohio State University, Dr. Christina Johnson. Dr. Johnson, how are you? Good morning. Good morning. How are you guys this morning? We're doing real well, and it's a pleasure to finally get you on our air. And I will say that we're hardly the news talk morning show here in town, Christina. But let's at least get this off the table. As of this morning, what is the official COVID policy at OSU, and what will it be next fall? Wow, let's get going. Well, <laughs> Hit the ground running. Well, because we, we see conflicting. We cover a local, we do a local segment every morning, and it's one day it's this, one day it's that. Just for the record, what is the policy today, and what do you foresee for fall of 22? Okay, guys, first of all, I'm nothing but consistent. I've been consistent all semester. You so ha- we have, a, we have absolutely. So we've been, but we reserve the right in this COVID pandemic to adjust to new data and new science. Uh-huh. So cur- currently, our, we have um, about 92.5% vaccination across our community. So that's awesome. Uh, number one. Two is if you are, no matter whether you're vaccinated or unvaccinated, we ask to have masks worn indoors. No masks outdoors. So that's a change from a year ago, which uh-huh. is great because I can see people smiling when we walk across campus. <laughs> uh, and... Um, if you're not vaccinated, so we have, uh, and you, you can apply for an exemption. So you apply for an exemption, and then we just ask that you get tested. Do you so have like your own? Do you have your own task force where you guys have to meet like once a week, once a day, or whatever it is? Absolutely. Yep. A year ago, when I started, we were meeting every day. We're meeting every wow. day at seven thirty. And uh, that was okay until I went to Mountain Standard Time for a week. That was a really early get-up call, but not as early as you guys. Yeah, uh, sh- we yeah we meet now once a week. I would assume there are many challenges in 2021 for university presidents that weren't, you know, weren't out there even just a couple years ago, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. So clearly the pandemic, and then you know, really recognizing that we've had some systemic racism number of it we have to get after that uh we have we want to provide those opportunities for our students to be in person in class um and have fun outside the classroom we want to back in the shoe i mean what a thrill to be back in the shoe for the first game in the season have a hundred thousand fans and be able to do that because people got vaccinated because people didn't take care of themselves so yeah there's a lot going on last year but are, uh we're, we're on a roll are you going to go with the football team to pasadena no better time yeah in in january <laughs> right to go out west go to southern cal oh absolutely i am so excited and i couldn't be prouder of the guys and the team we have we had a great season it's not done yet we're going to be out at the rose bowl what an iconic game an iconic place i can't wait have you ever been out like to the Rose Bowl parade or in Pasadena? Because I know you were in New York before this. Have you been out and enjoyed the festivities? I haven't. I, I spent undergraduate in California in graduate school, but we never made the Rose Bowl. <laughs> <I don't> <laughs> <go>. <laughs> and and when they announced uh, your appointment here at OSU, that was in I believe June of what twenty, and then you okay. began in August of twenty. You've been around academia all your life and government and stuff like that. Were you <laughs> taken aback by the whole Buckeye, the the stadium, the passion that the OSU, uh, not only the students and faculty, but the entire city embrace? Was that new for yeah. you? I, I would say 
well, certainly we don't have anything like that in in, in New York. Um, yeah. So, you know, I get that. I did start my academic career in Colorado, and one of the years I was there, we won the national championship. So I thought I knew what uh, collegiate football is like. But I tell you, the Buckeyes, we take it to a whole new level here. So pretty exciting. Yeah, the president of The Ohio State University, Dr. Christina Johnson. How about the transition? How long did it take you from Dr. Drake going out, and I'm sure you talked to him, and then you come into, you really felt comfortable taking over the job where, like, all right, I know everything that's going on with this university. <laughs> oh, it's going to take some time. <laughs> We're not there yet, of course, but uh, I got followed uh, a great president, really enjoyed uh, talking with Dr. Drake and, and seeing some of the initiatives and the things that he did, especially around access and affordability. And that's why. Our uh, signature initiative that I announced to my investiture, the Scarlet and Gray Advantage, is going to allow us to, again, take that to the next level by having a goal within this decade to graduate Buckeyes debt-free. Have you been cleaning anything out and, like, opened a bottom drawer and pulled out, like, one of Gordon Gee's old socks or something? A bow tie. An old bow tie. (laughs) Oh, that's funny. I I know Gordon because I was at Colorado. He was president then. And, uh, no, he didn't leave me any bow ties, okay. uh, unfortunately. Dang. Fair enough. Hey, tell us how it works, because we were just talking about the football team. They just hired a defensive coordinator. When something like that happens, do, tell us how what happens behind the scenes. Does Gene Smith call you, or do you just let the department heads run their department? Uh, certainly, you know, Gene, look, he's, he's the best athletic director in the country. We know that. Ryan Day is the best coach in the country. So I know that they run their, their shops really, really well. And, yeah, we do talk. He always keeps me informed. Never want to surprise, you know, your colleagues and people you work with. So I, I couldn't be more excited, um, you know, about Ryan Day, the program, and, you know, the things that he's going to do next. Yeah, sure. because this is kind of a new era, uh, you know, just this – image and likeness thing year one where you get players who come in and they may you know transfer after a year or you got to follow this it's like a whole new world are you adjusted to that side of it because boy out of nowhere you have a system and now the system's changed yeah well look i I know firsthand uh, being a student athlete and uh i would have loved back in the day (laughs) (laughs) opportunity But, uh, no, Gene and I both believe that student-athletes should have the opportunity to benefit from their name, image, and likeness. Um, So, you know, I said to Gene, hey, look, you know, what about me? You know, maybe I could get a name, image, and likeness. (laughs) You know? Because you were a a lacrosse player, right? I was, yeah, field hockey and lacrosse. And I was thinking, Gene, we could put it towards scholarships. And he said to me, well, how many followers do you have? And I said, oh, okay, I don't know, maybe. I think I got 10,000. He goes, oh, yeah, it's about, you know, what is it, 10 bucks for every thousand followers? Is that what it is? So, yeah. Yeah, that's about what it is. So, yeah, 100 bucks. Yeah, well, <laughs> hey. <laughs> hey. So you, um, you know, and I don't know if this is true because I'm reading on Wikipedia and I believe only half the stuff I read on the internet. <laughs> but t- did you, were you into Taekwondo at one point? Yeah, I was. I, I actually, I was very serious about it. It was before it was in the Olympics, or I oh. would have tried to go after it. But uh, yeah, so I went all the way up through, if, if folks know Taekwondo, at least out of Colorado, the, the highest rank before black was red. And I uh, was ready to test for my high red belt, which is one step before black. And uh, then I went off to, to uh, Stanford for my undergraduate, and I just got really – she was around Title IX, and we didn't have a lot of sport, team sports in my high school, which is why I did Taekwondo. Ah. So I got out to California, and I thought, wow, 
team sports. This is really cool. And so, you know, I put that aside and then really focused on field hockey. And then, of course, had played a little lacrosse in, in high school. So had a, a, a little bit of background in knowing that's how, why I wanted to start the lacrosse program there. So Can you yeah. break a board with your fist? I can. Really? You can. Nice. Oh, yeah. What's you have the- to do that. Yeah. Oh, so uh, how about a cinder block or something like that? Where are you? Is it just the brick is the t- or the uh, board the top of the line? No, well, so you start out at one when you test for one rank, you do one board. When you test for the next one, you do two boards. So I've actually broken two boards, and um, <laughs> it's quite easy. The hand is you practice against a log on on a on a <laughs> on a wall. It's kind of crazy. So that you really build up that that strength, and all you have to do is think your way through the board. If you don't envision yourself breaking the board, it's really going to hurt. <laughs> ah, <laughs> the things you learn on the Torgadel. Yes. So listen to that. That's cool. <laughs> these, these these department heads better be on budget. Should we? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. uh, she is OSU President Christina Johnson. She's with us this morning, and Christina, Doctor Johnson, that was uh, Torg talking there. Now Torg, my partner. Tell the good doc here who your uncle is oh, and where he is at. Yes, he's the president of Syracuse, Kent Siverud. No way! Oh, I know Kent. He's awesome. Yes, oh, he is. Yes. is. Is that a tight? Is that a tight fraternity? I would assume a lot of the university presidents. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, when I was there, we collaborated a lot because he'd come down to Albany, uh, of course, to meet with legislators, and we'd usually have breakfast or lunch. Now he's terrific. Yeah, really he. Enjoying- yeah, he's great. He uh, was also worked under Gordon Gee when he was dean of law at Vanderbilt. Oh, I did not know that. Oh, that's interesting. Another connection. Yeah, because I think, um, and people won't know this name, Jeff Kaplan, who was with Ohio State, worked with Ken at Syracuse. Yes, that's right. I know Jeff is one of our trustees. Absolutely. He's yep. awesome, too. Well, yep. gosh, so if you Christina. need any advice or anything, I'll give you my cell and you can just call me. <laughs> I will. Hey, I'll do that. Let's Definitely. mention some good news here, and I don't know if you know this or not, but when it comes to fighting the virus, and it is huge right now, do you happen to know, and this could be just maybe me asking too much, but would you happen to know what this university is doing with studies and, you know, hey, the research. Have, yeah, the research involved, because I'm sure you guys are doing just a tremendous amount of things with it. Yeah, absolutely. So a couple things, and you may know that we distributed 250,000 vaccinations to the Schottenstein Center right? And uh, over the course, and we also did 750,000 tests. So in terms of implement, implementing the kind of protection, you know, we've really been at the front and best of class. We're standing up an infectious disease. We have an infectious disease institute, and we're standing that up. And we've been modeling uh, some really interesting studies around when do you not have to test at what percentage rate of vaccination? So we have what's called the comprehensive monitoring team that's been working for Mm -hmm. at least 18 months, and they're coming up with some very interesting results. That's just the tip of the iceberg. Uh, a lot of other things that are, that are going on, and uh, it's it's an ex- pretty exciting time so, on the research as well as the modeling side. So how do we do? Uh, with the interview, do we do okay? Yeah, we were a little nervous having you, Doc. Oh, my gosh. So you want me to grade it? Well, you know, there's one thing you didn't ask, which I thought being oh. the rock station, you'd ask me. Oh, your favorite artist? Yeah, what favorite did you, song? what do you listen to? Well, you know, so I'm sort of a classic rock kind of person. I like, you know, singer-songwriters. That's us. I go, I go, I know. That's why I love you guys. Um, so names, I don't know if you remember, but like J.J. Kale, who we lost recently. And right. And Russell and 
uh, Uriah Heep, Deep Purple. That was like the real rock side. But, you know, there's in the classics, Joni Mitchell, and recently, you know, Coldplay, the Google Dolls, <laughs> Motown, Country, B.B. King. I mean, you name you it. Like you like it all. You're waiting for this question, man. Uh, so, you know, you uh, mentioned uh, Deep Purple. You know, AJ David Kale. David Coverdale comes on the show all the time. Really? Yes. Yeah, yeah. He's still oh a fun God. guy. Yeah. Um, well, he was fun back then. Yes, uh, he was. Okay, so well, well, since you like classic rock, we'll ask you this. Favorite lead singer of Van Halen, Sammy Hagar or David, David Lee, Lee Roth? Roth? Oh, my. Well, I I had a very dear friend that looked a lot like David Lee Roth, so I'm going to have to go with him. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Dr. Johnson, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Thank you. Good Bye-bye. Hear you guys. Bye.